Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, the 30th of August, and it's National Toasted Marshmallow Day. And a big happy birthday to Cameron Diaz, Ryan Ross, B. Brexler, and Paul Oakenfold. It's been a summer of misery for many as the cost of living and the price of energy has climbed to levels that will push millions into fuel poverty. But with just under a week to go in the Tory leadership contest, there's been no sign of government action to ease the burden on energy bills or tackle what is a national crisis. As Liz and Rishi stagger towards the finishing line, Ms Truss has pulled out of her scheduled BBC interview on Tuesday night because she can't spare the time. Minister of State Victoria Prentice says that's just the way it is. We are in the middle of a leadership election and neither candidate, understandably, wants to set out in detail fiscal plans until the leadership election concludes next week. A new Lib Dem poll says up to a quarter of people won't turn on their heating this winter in a bid to avoid the 80% rise in energy bills. And Age UK's Caroline Abraham says the government needs to consider a fresh approach to the energy problem. These caps aren't working very well, are they, these price caps? We think that a social tariff would be much better. Time to bring those back. And Kate Bell from the Trade Union Congress says that if Liz Trust does win, it shouldn't be a case of conflict or escalating strike action. And look, we've always been willing to talk to governments and what we'd like to hear from Liz Trust is a plan for how she's going to address the cost of living crisis, not distractions through attacks on working people who just want the decent payments. It appears Ukrainian forces have begun an offensive in the Kherson region, with former President Petro Poroshenko confirming to CNN that shelling and missile attacks have begun on Russian defence lines in the south of the country. The new offensive comes as Ukraine remains on the brink of a nuclear disaster as the Zaporizhia power plant is at the centre of a struggle between Russian and Ukrainian forces. Now the International Atomic Energy Agency has a team on the way to carry out an inspection, a move that Russia appeared to welcome. Former CBRN officer Hamish de Breton-Gordon says Ukraine's doing everything it can to prepare for a possible disaster. We saw the Ukrainian emergency services doing practice rescue drills in complete PPE protection equipment. The handing out of iodine tablets is good. That increases one's resilience against radiation. But if there was a serious leak, you know, it could affect a whole host of people. And President Zelensky also repeated his warning that the prospect of a nuclear disaster needs to be taken seriously. We all see that. That for the first time since 1986, when the Chernobyl tragedy occurred, we have to consider as seriously as possible the scenarios for countering the radiation disaster that Russia is bringing closer, with its terror at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. Pakistan has been devastated by heavy floods, with this year's monsoon season leading to flooding of biblical proportions. An estimated 33 million people have already been displaced. That's more than one in seven of the population. The province of Khyber Pakhtunkhwa has been the worst hit and the Prime Minister Shehbaz Sharif visited on Monday and pledged that his government won't disappoint flood victims. Pakistan's climate change minister Sherry Raymond says the floods are a sign of climate change and that they will have long-term impacts on the country. It's a national security disaster for Pakistan and it's going to cause a a series of long-term and medium-term repercussions are our cities, our villages, our crops, our people, the migrations pressing on the cities, all these will have a multiple impacts that really are brought upon by climate shocks.
Monday saw red faces at NASA as their brand new flagship rocket, well, failed to rocket. Crowds, including US Vice President Kamala Harris, had gathered at Kennedy Space Center in Florida, excited to see the start of the Artemis program, which is intended to see US boots back on the moon by 2025 and to prepare for a landing on Mars in the future. However, at T-minus 40 minutes, the timer stopped and never restarted. Here's how Mission Control announced the flop. Launch Director Charlie Blackwell Thompson has called a scrub of the attempt of launch of Artemis 1 and the space launch system with the Orion spacecraft. The issue that uh, came up was an engine bleed that uh, couldn't be remedied, but uh, the rocket is currently in a stable configuration. Still to come on the Smart 7, Serena wows the crowds in New York and Britney spills the tea. Right after this. Welcome back. The US Open tennis got underway on Monday with Emma Raducanu ready to defend her title. She doesn't play until Wednesday and Monday saw Andy Murray comfortably through to the second round. British player Harriet Dart played on Monday night and had one of the biggest games of her career with an amazing win over 10th seed Daria Kasatkina. This event, though, is all about Serena as she plays her first Grand Slam since announcing her impending retirement. Williams won her first round match beating Danka Kovanic in straight sets 6-3, 6-3 and will face number two seed Annette Convert of Estonia on Wednesday night. Players have been lining up to pay tribute to one of tennis's greats and Billie Jean King spoke on court after the game about Serena's legacy. You've touched our hearts and minds to be our authentic self, to use our voices to dream big. Thank you for your leadership and commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, especially for women and women of color. Yes! Sunday night saw the MTV Video Music Awards take place in New Jersey. It was a wild night with hosting duties in a performance from Nicki Minaj, Eminem and Snoop Dogg in a weird metaverse thing and a really odd Johnny Depp video contribution. Without even releasing an album in the year, Taylor Swift managed to pick up five awards, including Video of the Year. She took the opportunity to surprise one and all with a huge announcement. I thought it might be a fun moment to tell you that that my brand new album comes out October 21st. Britney's so hot right now. Her duet with Elton John, a reinvention of Tiny Dancer called Hold Me Closer, has just dropped and hit number one across the world. She was also busy on the socials all weekend, swapping videos with Elton, Drew Barrymore and bestie Paris Hilton. But along with all of that, she also dropped a voice note on YouTube of all places, spilling the tea on how her conservatorship, which dragged on for 13 years, got started. Literally the extent of my madness when it was playing chase with paparazzi, which is still to this day one of the most fun things I ever did about being famous, so I don't know what was so harmful about that. This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Written, produced and published by Daft Dogs.